Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 18 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and in this episode, we are going to revisit one of our previous episodes with some with some new information. But before we do that, I just wanted to go over a couple quick uh, updates that we got from Disney Cruise Line over the past week or two. The first bit of news that we got was that Disney Cruise Line would once again be replacing Tortola with St. Martin uh, on its upcoming Eastern Caribbean sailings through the end, uh, through the month of August. So, of course, this is not really major news because this has been going on for, for quite some time now. Um, while the island of Tortola continues to recover from the devastating effects of Hurricane Irma last September, guests were uh, guests sailing on, on upcoming Eastern Caribbean itineraries were notified of the change last week. And, and if, you, <laughs> if you weren't anticipating this change and need an idea for a, a shore excursion in St. Martin if you had already planned your your excursion, your excursions for Tortola and now you kind of need to make a last minute change check out our trip log uh, in, in episode number 15 for a good rec- recommendation my family did a, an Eastern Caribbean back in April and uh, we were originally scheduled for Tortola, for Tortola and had to make some changes based on a schedule change. So check that out if you if you need an idea for a good shore excursion for your, your upcoming Eastern uh, Caribbean sailing. The other thing I wanted to mention, which is not really that newsworthy, I guess, but Disney Cruise Line made an update to their website within the past day or so. So if you haven't navigated to their website recently, just the next time you do expect it to to look and to feel a little bit different than the last time you visited. So I, I actually like the change that they made, but uh, it does take a, a little bit of getting used to. So that's it for some, I guess some, some Disney news since the last time we spoke, but on to the show. So back on January 3rd, I gave you a list of my best kept secrets of Disney cruise line in episode number seven. And one disclaimer that I that I made was that these these were not in fact actual secrets per se, but but rather just some some helpful tips and tricks that that you may not have heard about before that you would um, that would help help you make the most out of your upcoming Disney cruise. So that particular episode actually continues to be one of my most listened to episodes even now um and in that episode i I teased that i had a couple more that i that i would potentially share at a later date so since i released that episode a few months ago i've received some questions asking when i was going to share more of my my secrets so i figured it, it would finally be time to to let it all out so because you asked for it i am going to give you 10 more of my best kept secrets of disney cruise line so the first one that i came up with is ticketed character meet and greets so it is there a, a superhero that you're dying to meet, or is your daughter looking forward to having her picture taken with all the princesses? Well, Disney Cruise Line allows you to book some of their most popular meet and greets in advance of your sailing. 
this is especially true for the Marvel Day at Sea cruises, and to a lesser extent, the the Star Wars Day at Sea cruises. Um, but there there are also some opportunities on standard sailings as well. So once your once your booking window opens for onboard activities and, and port adventures, which of course depends on your your Castaway Club status, just just log into your My Disney Cruise account and navigate to the onboard activities section to make your reservations. Depending on the character or characters uh, that you're signing up to meet, the advanced reservations may go fast. So so it might be worthwhile to make those those reservations as as early as possible. And it's also worth noting um, that there are only certain characters that you can do this with. I've I've never seen advanced reservations for characters like Mickey or Goofy or Minnie. You you know the the classic characters. It's usually it's usually like the princesses, sometimes Anna and Elsa, and then of course some of the the Marvel and Star Wars characters. Sometimes I think I've seen Disney Junior characters available as well. So it it really is cruise dependent. So if you're if you're looking to make advanced reservations for character greetings, just just log in and and see what's available for uh for your for your particular cruise there. If you don't have a chance to book online or if anything if if everything is booked by the time you have a chance to log on, they they sometimes put aside a few reservations to be booked once you get on board. And if this is something that that you're looking to do, if you weren't able to to book in advance, my advice would definitely be to to head straight to guest services desk once uh once you get on board the ship to see what's available because these these spots are are definitely definitely limited. Um, and these pre-reserved character uh, character greetings are are very popular because it. it it takes away from the worst part about meeting your favorite characters, which is which is waiting in line. So a lot of times you just want to spend more time at the pool or doing other activities around the ship. And um, so what happens with these pre-reserved character greetings is you get a, a time slot, which allows you to show up right before your encounter uh, rather than having to, to either arrive super early or, or stand in a long line. So it just allows you to spend more time doing the, the other things around the ship and not spending... Uh, large chunks of time waiting around in lines. The next secret I have is hidden room service menu items. Free room service, and I I use air quotes with the word free. is one of the is one of the great benefits of sailing a, a Disney cruise, and and I should say. <laughs> I should say it could be one of the great benefits of sailing a Disney cruise. If, if you're like me, you you eat so much over the course of a day that that the thought of ordering any more food through through room service kind of makes you nauseous. However, if you did happen to save some room for some room service menu items, there there are a couple good ones that that you might not find on the menu itself, and that you might not uh, they might not know about otherwise. If you listen to my first best kept secrets show you'll recall that that i that myself and my family are big proponents of the cookies and milk from the room service menu to to cap off uh to cap off the day well there are some other dessert options that you can look to as well if maybe you've already had the cookies and milk or you're just looking to change it up a little bit so of course one is mickey bars which are uh, an extremely popular dessert or snack option which you won't see explicitly on the room service menu but you but you know what 
you know what they say, ask and you shall receive. So they'll, uh, they'll bring you a Mickey bar straight to your room. And I can tell you that we've done this before and it is always a welcomed treat in our staterooms. You should also be sure to ask about the pie of the day, the cake of the day, and or the dessert of the day. Oftentimes desserts are prepared in the dining rooms and they'll offer the access to guests um, who order room service upon request. So if you ask for one of those things, they'll, they'll let you know what's available on the specific days or may tell you that none of them are available, but make sure you ask about those because they're, um, they can be a lot of fun and, and, uh, delicious as well. Next is the art of the theme show tour. If you're an adult, I would highly recommend signing up for the Art of the Theme Show Tour. I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on a previous episode or not. I think it might have just been as part of a previous um, trip log. But um, the tour doesn't cost anything. You do have to be over the age of 18 to take the tour. I'm not really sure why because there's really nothing about the tour that says you, I, you have to be an adult to do this. Other, the only thing I can think of is that it's, um, you know, it's very informational and, and there's a little bit of walking around, so it might not be geared toward um, toward younger children, but you do have to be 18 to, to sign up for this tour. The tour meets in Palo and takes you around the ship discussing the design of the ship and is, is focused on Disney style and, and their values. The, the tour guide will, will point out little details in the decor that you, you probably wouldn't otherwise notice unless you're getting told about it um, and we'll give you some insights into the thought process behind the designs they'll also give you some fun facts about the ship and the areas that you visit throughout the tour it's really cool really ex um, a lot of fun information in the tour and if you've never done it uh, again I would highly recommend it but you you um, you don't reserve the tour in advance once you're on board just go to guest services and, and they'll let you know uh, the dates and times that the tour will be offered. I think it actually might also be listed in your navigator. So if you, you see it on there and you and you and it's something that you're interested, head down to guest services or, or call down and, um, and they'll get you signed up. But you really get a lot of fun and unique perspective about the ship that you, you probably would, would not otherwise have known. So sign up for the tour for sure. The next secret that I have is is having a sweet uh, or a dessert from Vanellope's or Sweet on You delivered to your main dining room. If you've sailed on the dream or fantasy, you've probably visited Vanellope's or Sweet on You. If you haven't, Vanellope's and Sweet on You are shops that offer bulk and prepackaged Disney candy, ice cream, ice cream and gelato, um, and various other sweet treats that are that are located right outside of cabanas on both of the ships. So you've, if you've been on the ships, you've definitely seen them. Um, you can't miss them. The shops are extremely colorful and, and, and will fill all of your uh, kid in a candy store desires. Um, the, the items in these stores are, are not included as part of your cruise fare, so they'll cost you a little bit extra. But for, for what I'm about to tell you, it's, it's totally worth it. It's a, uh, a lot of delicious things in there. And if you have a sweet tooth like me, it's really hard to, to resist going in there. 
on the menus in these stores, there are, are different kinds of sundaes, ice cream sandwiches, milkshakes, and tons of other signature dessert items that that will definitely satisfy all your sweet tooth cravings. Now, I know that in the main dining restaurants, there is a dessert course at all of the uh, seatings, and, and the desserts are great. But if you're looking to step up your dessert game, you can you can order a dessert from one of these shops and have it delivered to you for um, for dessert at dinner. Uh, you don't even have to leave the restaurant. You can do it right from the comfort of your dinner seat. Just let your waiter know that you want to order something from uh, from one of these shops, and they'll they'll help you out. Or you can uh, pre-reserve it. It's really cool. And if you're looking for a specific recommendation, look no further than Ralph's Family Challenge Sunday from Vanellope's on The Dream. This Sunday is huge. It comes in a trophy cup and includes eight, yes, eight scoops of ice cream, eight toppings, whipped cream, and a cherry. And sure, it, it costs, I, I think it's 20 bucks, but it will feed your whole family for a week. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding about that part, but it is highly likely that it will take your whole family to consume this thing. It's it's huge. Um, so if you're planning to to order this, you you might want to take it easy on your on your dinner beforehand. If you know that uh, if you if you know you have that Sunday waiting for you uh, in the final uh, final course. Next is expandable verandas. One of my favorite features of the rooms with verandas on these ships is the ability to expand your veranda to share with a room next door. So I've never sailed on any other cruise line besides Disney, so I don't know if this is kind of standard for um, for ships in the cruise industry, but this is really a great feature if you are traveling with a party that has um, two or more adjacent staterooms. So on our most recent sailing back in April, we were we were traveling with my parents and we had adjoining staterooms. So not only was there a convenient door between our two rooms that, that we could leave open if we wanted to and just kind of go between the two rooms, but we were able to open up the barrier between our two verandas and were able to, to share the entire veranda space. So it made the, the space feel a whole lot larger, especially when it's not being used by the entire travel party. And the the adjustable barriers extend the entire length of the ship. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter how many staterooms are in your travel party. You can you can share with everyone. So um, you can even do it on those aft category 5E staterooms as well. It's 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 a great way to get, in my opinion, to get more bang for your buck if you have a, a veranda stateroom because it allows it allows everyone to be together outside on the veranda if you have a if you have a larger travel party. This next one is one of my favorite tips and one that I always recommend to people. So catch a Disney movie under the stars. Again, one of my favorite things to do on a Disney cruise is to watch a movie out under the stars on the Funnel Vision screen. I'll I'll always check the Daily Navigator for the evening movies on Funnel Vision, and, and I will I'll plan my my schedule accordingly. So, obviously, this uh, if there's something going up on going on on the upper deck, that would affect this. But 
typically the the pool deck is virtually empty while these movies are being played so it's 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 nice and peaceful it's a great setting too with, with all the pools lit up and the various other lights that are um lit up around the deck you can have a, a great movie watching atmosphere and of course as the the ship is sailing you're, you're watching a movie under the stars so i like to i like to bring a sweatshirt with me when we sail really for this specific reason uh, depending on the time of the year that you're sailing it, it could get a little chilly um out on the deck so i'll just bring my my sweatshirt and maybe a blanket from the stateroom and and pull up a pull up a, a lounge chair from the pool deck and and just settle in for for a good movie i i highly highly recommend catching a movie on funnel vision in the evening it's um it's a great experience that you'll have the next secret that you might not be aware of is you can shower at the gym. If you're a tall guy like me, the the, the stateroom showers are not the most spacious accommodations. Um, even when I adjust the sprayer all the way up, I still don't quite fit, and I'm kind of having to hunch over and um, to squeeze in there. So, if that's if that's the case, or if you're traveling with your your family and and you're all trying to get ready at once, the the line for the the shower. Uh, could very easily get backed up. I know that happens to, to us almost every time we sail. Luckily, there is an optional alternative. You can use the showers at the spa. So yes, you have to walk there and bring your stuff with you, but the showers there are a whole lot more spacious and, and you can take your time kind of without having to worry about the next person in your family rushing you along. So if you're if you're pressed for time or if you just want to have... A little bit more comfort while you're showering the uh the gym or the shower at the gym slash spa is is an option that's available to you this next one is a cool trick that i didn't learn about until our most recent sailing back in april so and the the tip is to mail fish extender gifts in in advance to port canaveral so we learned about this back in April, but we we learned about it a little bit too late. Um, we, so we didn't get to, I we weren't able to take my own advice that I'm giving. Um, so have you ever signed up for a fish extender exchange only to, to, to come to packing time and wonder, how am I possibly going to bring all these gifts with me on the airplane? So my wife and I joined a fish extender exchange for the first time this past April. It was our first experience doing it, so we we didn't really have a whole lot of um, knowledge about it. Um, and lucky for us, we anticipated having this problem. We anticipated having uh, a a luggage space space issue. So we planned gifts that didn't take up a whole lot of suitcase space. However. What if I told you that you didn't have to pack them in your travel bags at all? That that would be uh, be pretty helpful, right? Well, it turns out you can mail a box to Port Canaveral and have it show up in your stateroom on boarding day. There's a few rules that you have to follow, which which I'll go through. But overall, it's a really convenient and very helpful uh, option. Now, I... As I just mentioned, I haven't experienced this for myself, but from everything that I've been told and have have read, it's it's an option that's available, and it's really a convenient um, a convenient thing that you that they allow you to do. So, when mailing a package to Port Canaveral, you first have to put a very specific address on the package, along with some other information on the front of the box, things like lead guest name, stateroom number, sale date, ship name, 
uh, things like that. I'll I'll put this information either in the show notes or on our Facebook page, so so that you can uh, so you can have it and take a look if you if you're ever interested in in mailing a package in advance. You'll also need to put a packing slip inside the box that lists all the contents included within the box. So that has to be attached to the package generally inside. Um, they may never look at it, but they do require that uh, that, that be there. So here are some of the specific rules and, and they're not they're not bad at all. Only one box per stateroom, so you can't you can't mail uh, multiple. A maximum weight of 20 pounds, which if you're mailing fish extender gifts, um, it's probably not going to exceed that amount. And some of the other things that you might mail as well probably aren't going to be that heavy. So, And there is a maximum box size, which Disney describes as a record storage box that is 12 inches on one side. So if you've ever seen those those bankers boxes, kind of the ones that have the lids with the with the two handles on the side, I, those are kind of what they're what they're talking about. And the last rule is you can't put cannot put any kind uh, of food, drink, liquids, chemicals, anything like that in the box. Um, and this this includes baby food and baby formula, things like that. So no no perishables at all. No no liquids. Uh, they're really strict about that and they'll, they'll reject, they'll reject that and, and won't bring it on, won't bring it on board for you. But that's really it. So pretty, uh, the, the rules aren't too strict. And, and of course you'll also want to make sure that you mail the box plenty of time in advance so that you can be sure that it gets to, gets to your destination time. It would, it would really be a bummer if you went through all the, <laughs> the trouble to, to send it down there and, uh, and do the advanced planning and have it not show up show up in time. So this is really a great option for families who want to bring large fish extender gifts or if you just have too much disposable stuff that you want to bring but but can't fit into your suitcase. So other things like baby diapers are, are popular items to send down in advance, things that you probably won't have to bring back with you uh, and pack in your suitcases. So really a great option there. I think I've mentioned this next one a few times in a couple previous episodes, and it's it's really a preference thing, but one that I always recommend uh, to people is when they when they ask me where to book a veranda room, I always I always recommend that uh, that you book a veranda room on the starboard side of the ship, which is the right side of the ship. Now, I make this recommendation if the guests are sailing to Castaway Key. So if your itinerary does not include a stop at Castaway Key, you might want to just do a little research about how the ships dock in in the ports of call because depending on how that happens may uh, impact the the side of the ship that you want to that you want to stay on. I recommend the starboard side uh, toward the aft because once you're docked at Castaway Key, those those starboard side aft verandas provide an amazing view of the island. You, you won't be able to see much from your veranda as you're pulling into the port because you, you typically pull up with with the island on the port side of the ship, but the the captain will flip the ship around and back into the port and you'll really get some awesome views. I, I love to get out on the veranda early on to, to take pictures of the island once once the ship is once the ship is docked because you can you can get a great look at how pristine the island staff has prepared the island for your arrival, and 
And if you're lucky enough to be able to book one of the aft category 5E verandas, this is even better. It's a fantastic option. You won't you won't get many better views of the island than from uh, these particular verandas. So the last tip I have is free alcohol at the captain's reception. So as you probably know, on each of the Disney Cruise Line sailings, there is a formal attire night. Now, typically on these formal nights, there is a captain's reception where all the officers and some of the other crew members around the ship are, are dressed up in their, their formal uniforms and are, are in the lobby to, uh, are in the main lobby to, to mingle with the guests. This is, it's a pretty cool reception because it gives you a chance to, to chat with, with the team who is responsible for making your vacation special and, and always, um, and allows you the opportunity to take pictures with them. And it'll even sign some autographs if you're interested. So if you, uh, have one of those memory books or if you have a, a a picture or a frame or something that you want signed they're they're happy to do that so this particular uh, reception is offered before both of the main dining times in uh, in the evening and is one of the rare times where you will find free alcoholic beverages on a Disney cruise the the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head is the Disney vacation club receptions so I think in depending on the length of of your sailing, there may be two of those. So three, three times potentially uh, where Disney Cruise Line offers free alcoholic beverages. So throughout the uh, the captain's reception, servers walk around with trays offering uh, a complimentary selection of beer and wine, as well as a, a mixed drink and a non-alcoholic option. The, the beer is, is typically a, a, some sort of domestic light beer, and the wine is, is probably going to be something that you've never heard of, but it, I think it's a really nice gesture by Disney. I mean, for the amount that you're paying for the cruise, that you know, <laughs> I don't think they're... Um, they're hurting too much for for the cost that they're absorbing, but um, I, I do think it's a nice gesture by Disney to to hold these captains' receptions. So that's it. I have officially been drained of all my secrets. So now you know everything that I know. <laughs> um, so I, my hope is that for for every person listening to this episode and and to my my previous best kept secrets episode, that there's at least one secret that you didn't know about prior to listening, and that that there's one that you um, are looking forward to trying out on your next sailing. I I'd love to hear from you uh, about your thoughts on this episode and and on my previous best best kept secrets episode. Did you did you find these helpful? Were there any secrets that you didn't pre- previously know about? Um, like I said, lo- would love to hear from you. Shoot me a note, shoot me a, a message, and let me know uh, what you thought of the episode. So, finally, the the one last thing as we wrap up here, I, I have some I have some episodes coming up here that that I'm really excited about. So so stay tuned. And and, and as always, thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL dude podcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.